0: Easter. Happy uh,
1: Easter. It, it, it's a day of a day of rebirth and candy, I think. Yes. Uh, Max Max, do you have some questions for us? I have four. Ah, yes. Why on this day do we
2: paint eggs when on all other <laughs> days we eat eggs? Avadimainu. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nope, nope, nope. We're not doing this. Oh, sorry. Uh, Are you you sure? I mean, I did watch more because the Caps game last night was not very good. Uh, Ten Commandments was on ABC. So I kept on flipping. (laughs) I've never watched it before. It's, man, I'll tell you what the way the way they do first of all the way acting is approached is very different because this is equivalent to like the Avengers movies that's how that's how big it is and this is um you know the biggest box. it would cost 13 million dollars to make and I made 123 million in its initial run both of those things were boatloads of money in 1956 <laughs> I believe but I, I I digress I digress yeah um, it's it's nice to go back and and watch things though so <laughs> So it's a good segue. Um, we're, we're, heading, we're heading
0: towards that awkward time in sports. We're not there yet because the NBA playoffs are going. Uh, but we're we're heading towards the awkward dead zone where the only sport that is currently active is regular season baseball. Uh, which yeah you, you Pierce is making the appropriate face. Gross. Uh, which is like he just smelled a rancid fart. Um, but you know, in a way, I will be. I will welcome the the dead period because it it will mean for a couple months at least, uh, we will have to deal with fewer dumb arguments over instant replay.
1: Yes, um, I I would say that you mentioned that we. The NBA playoffs are going on. Uh, Champions League is also going on, which yes. has introduced some uh, instant replay. We just had the basketball national championship um, and then NBA playoffs. There's also instant replay. Uh, I would say that this might be the the right at the meat of the instant replay season because you have people going to the monitors constantly, much to Jeff Van Gundy's. Chagrin, uh, whereas baseball, you don't really have that, and especially with uh, basketball, it still feels very new. And Champions League, it's brand new, yeah. And so people are up in arms all over the place.
0: Yeah. So, so I would say first that basically everything that happens on a basketball court in 2019 is to Jeff and Gundy's chagrin. He yeah. is just a walking, he is chagrin, mm-hmm. um, but. <laughs> you mentioned the Champions League and yes. the uh, the big the big instant replay controversy that's happening right now is over the Champions League quarterfinal tie between Manchester City and Tottenham. Yes. where a crucial like a last minute goal I I want us it was in that. was it in the 89th minute or something?
1: Uh, it was in the 90th plus 1, I oh, believe. Oh wow. Okay. So Raheem Sterling scored a goal on the
0: counter-attack. Spurs gave it up, and and City went in and scored. And then they went to VAR, VAR, the Video Assistant Referee, uh, to determine, uh, crucially, that in the giving up of possession, the ball actually hit a Man City player, which meant... That Sergio Aguero was offside, which means
1: that uh, the goal was disallowed. And so and notice, <laughs> and notice Sergio Aguero did not score the goal. Correct. He was, I mean, he was part of the play, but this is uh, so, there was a lot that went on between there and there. But the, quite literally,
0: it was the difference between Manchester City winning on aggregate mm-hmm. and Spurs going through on the away goals rule. Which we don't have time we don't we're not getting into the whole thing, but basically it this instant replay quite literally decided the outcome of the game. Yes. Uh, and it was a, a very it was a replay of a very minute thing. So in a lot of ways, I think there there's there's much similarity to the replay that you're talking about from the national championship game, where yes. we spent many minutes on a replay of whether or not someone's fingertip touched the ball. On the way out of bounds, yes. um, So, I have a feeling that, uh, that I mean, the the common argument, the the argument du jour, is that all instant replay is bad uh, because of some of these high profile instances in which it has been bad, or it yes. has led to outcomes that people are not happy with um yeah is that is
1: that how you've perceived this that's definitely how i've perceived this but i want to make sure that i'm not alone so um i mean i would say just off the bat i think billy hazley for deadspin wrote about um kind of what var has done with with soccer and and i have an idea of why it's particularly difficult in soccer which we can get to but you have these now people are going to kind of catch themselves and every time they see a goal, they're going to say, well, does that count? And you lose some of the the spirited reaction of the games if you start checking your your emotions. And I get that. That's a really pure thing from a fan perspective, which is, oh, that's th- this was great. This was great. I'm so excited. But now you have to hold your breath a little bit. And, you know, the fan reaction shots are one of the best things about sports, sure. so that those are going to be diluted is is not great. I mean, Max, I know that you are not our our soccer expert here, but certainly you, you had – you watched the national championship game where UVA benefited from what I think in the end was the quote-unquote right call, but the intent it, and the spirit of the game was maybe not followed there.
2: Yeah, I'm glad that you talk about that, because I think it's important to think about, like, what they're using instant replay for. And it feels like they're using it to attempt to scientifically or perfectly enforce rules of play. Which I find kind of ironic and frustrating, because I can think of a lot of examples in certain sports where those rules of play are not enforced scientifically or perfectly at all. And so it's sort of like... It's sort of like they're going too far with this technology because they can, but they don't Mm -hmm. in other ways. So, yeah, I'm not too familiar with soccer, but, like, my example in in football, for instance, would be that they're using instant replay to do, like, American football to to determine, you know, if a guy's hand touches this or that or if if something crosses over into the end zone to be a a touchdown. But when they're just measuring... um, you know, where they place the ball the ref just kind of puts it down and then they take the chains out to measure it as if like, oh, we got to measure to see if he went 10 yards. It's like, well, no, you're just measuring perfectly to see if the ref put it 10 yards down the field based on where he wanted to put it. It's so <laughs> well, not scientific at all.
1: And in in one thing with football up until whatever the two minute mark with football and with hockey, which I, I forget because there's just not as much replay, but there is replay in hockey. Uh, you as a coach it is a weapon you can use well and Uh, in baseball too Mm -hmm. oh sorry in baseball too i shouldn't use weapon it is a tool available to you uh which is you can say i'm going to challenge your call but only up to a certain point i can't do challenges in every play with 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 basketball and with var I believe basketball, it's only under the, the threshold of, of minutes or whatever. And, I mean, they'll review the three-point... I don't the three there's point. any
0: challenging oh. in basketball.
1: No, no, that's what I'm saying, is there's oh, no challenging, but they'll under under two minutes or something like that, they they seem to do it a lot, a lot more. So there's just kind of a whenever attitude about it with, with Mm -hmm. VAR and then with the instant replay in, in basketball, which is, Oh, we'll just do it. So you as a coach are paralyzed by it.
0: So I think basketball, I think a lot of the replays in basketball, especially late in the game are, are of a specific subset that you see in other sports or at least other timed sports. Which is making sure the clock is right, because yeah. the clock in basketball is manually started and stopped by yes. someone sitting at the scorer's table. They do a lot of replays to check on errors, like did someone start the clock too early? Uh, did you know, or 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 like did a shot get off before the shot clock ended? Um, yeah. and they they have the handy dandy uh, light up. Uh, light up backboards to to yes. help assist with that, but I think one of the important things that I just said was fixing errors. And so, yes. what to me, where where this is all coming from is the the real purpose of instant replay. The real purpose of what VAR is supposed to do is it's not it's not meant to be a tool for perfectly enforcing the rules. It's meant to be a tool. For catching and fixing egregious officiating
1: errors. Yes. So, but it causes the officials to do their job differently. And that's something that's been mentioned a lot. And that concerns me. The idea that, so, whenever they bring it to the Premier League, uh, they, the assistant referees are going to be instructed instead of raising your flag when you see a an offsides when you interpret an offsides. They are supposed to defer and leave their flag down. So, and this was talked about at I guess was the World Cup most recently. So they, when they're unsure, they keep it down and then will let VAR decide. Which I sort of get, but at the same time, that means that they are going to, uh, you know, must the to bring in something else. The strike zone is going to get bigger. They're going to start deferring oh, on this this bitch.
0: other part. No. Uh, and, this is the So that's the exact thing that I don't want. I really yeah. don't want this to end in uh, robot strike zones. I know it's going to, but I don't god damn it, I don't want it to. Yeah. We're it's going to end in like you have sensors in the mm-hmm. letters on your on your jersey and in the knees of your pants. It's yeah. it's going to
1: get real stupid real fast. Well, and that's kind of what I heard from from you, Max, which is maybe perfection isn't what we should well, be aiming for. It and, isn't. And my,
2: and my favorite example of that is Olympic swimming, which I love talking about, where you might notice there's a lot of ties in Olympic swimming, and that's because yeah. up until 1972, they measured time to the thousandth of a second. Mm-hmm. And then they realized in 1972 that with the, the engineering of – the the mechanical principles of concrete – each lane actually has a three-centimeter tolerance, um, as in your lane next to you can be three centimeters longer than the lane you're in. So they got rid of the ten, um, the thousands of a second because they can't, they can't actually measure an imperfect game in general. They admitted we can't, you know, it's it's not that's not fair. So it's like, what are you measuring at the end of the day? Like a sport is a game, and yeah. trying to make it so perfectly scientific has is always going to have faults it's i mean it's ironic that you can't you know but based on the temperature of the pool and the number of people like there's all these things that that actually factor the length of the lane to the point where why are you using an instant replay to measure for 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 those
1: for those old head out old heads out there you will recall the 2008 summer olympics when michael phelps won by less than a fingernail which makes that that really really interesting because you know think about three centimeters may, would make a huge difference that race but the thing you're bringing up there max with with a race that is a very binary result it is not like a it, it is not like a strike zone which is inherently a subjective thing even though they're supposed to follow some rule the fifth year old ump is for whatever reason they ump a see something different than 35 year old ump b and it has nothing to do with age it just use that there because they i recently saw something about um the differences in umpires but so that and i would also point to tennis their replay technology to see if uh a ball is in or out of bounds and also the goal line technology that they have in soccer which is these are binary things which is is the ball on the line or is it over the line and sure, but, i th- i think those are good yeah go ahead next But forgive me for not knowing um do they use instant replay in baseball to to determine if a ball was a strike or not no, no 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 No, i didn't think so yeah but i'm just saying that that's the opposite end of the spectrum whereas a race or did the ball cross line or not those are yes or no things whereas baseball it's like well the strike zone depends on who the empire umpire is that day or how they're feeling or how the game is going um True. you know a goal is always going to be a, a ball is either going to be over the line or not there's not like a there's not like a fuzzy thing, and they've instituted technologies that can tell. And that's a thing that I think is really valuable because you, you can't always see it, and it's helpful.
0: Um, yeah. So we've kind of – we've let American football rock for, for a while. We haven't talked so much about that yet. And that so that's a, a really interesting one to me because there are things – I think, like even the binaries are not. Sometimes they are subjective. Like, was was there pass interference or was there not? Is obviously a a, a big question. Yeah. Um, and and frankly, I think that's something that shouldn't be subjective. I think there are pretty clear rules about what constitutes pass interference. Um, but but despite that, like look. I'm a Saints fan. I, uh, John can tell you from from having watched the NFC Championship game with me in January. uh, I spent roughly seven minutes screaming every variety of the word fuck I could possibly come up with. After the most egregious pass interference in the history of the NFL went uncalled by a referee who was about as far away from the play as I am from my computer screen right now. Yeah. Um, like, I, I don't, I'm not sure whether pass interference should be reviewable or, or not. Um, I, look, I'm, I'm furious. I, I believe in my heart of hearts that it, it cost one of the sports teams I love the most in the world a Super Bowl. I think they would have beaten the Patriots. But... Like it, it just it happens. It yeah. Ref like refs get stuff wrong, and they get stuff wrong in high pressure situations. The way that all of us fuck stuff up in high pressure situations sometimes. And I think the important thing that we need to remember is a. By and large, refs get shit right. They have mm-hmm. a, they have a difficult job, and they do it really well most of the time. And B. Isn't isn't what we're doing just shifting. It's shifting the anger. The anger isn't gonna go away. It's just shifting the anger from the side that feels like they're screwed by the the one incorrect call that happens to the other side who is now going to be furious that they're you know, that the call was overturned by a video replay. Like yeah. this doesn't when you consider sports as an entertainment product. And not as a, you know, virtuous contest of who is the better athlete and thus the better man. Like, no, you don't make this situation better with more replays.
1: Yeah. Um. So I, I think that I think that f- American football is is maybe the the toughest tang with instant replay tennis as i said a ball a ball being in or out of bounds is is there that's pretty simple so is uh in soccer a ball is it over the goal line or or not swimming did you touch did you touch it first or not there are ways that we can very easily figure that out are pretty easy the thing about football and even with something like uh pass interference or let's say just the simple motion of throwing the ball or even better catching the ball a a problem that the NFL has and American football has is defining those things. So mm-hmm. as a referee to interpret those, there's a lot to think about. I mean, we talk, they talk pretty much every summer or you know, spring into summer about how they're going to define catch. What is a catch? We all know what a catch is. We see it and we say that's a catch. But as as someone who is there to interpret the rules as the play happens, there's a lot to think about. There's a lot to look at. So ultimately, I think that replay in football is really, really hard because uh, so much comes down to, well, what does that really complicated rule mean yeah. and what was the intent? I mean, intent is a big deal too, right, Max?
0: Yes, that's right. Well, <laughs> and, and so there's another consideration too for, for football and to a slightly lesser extent basketball. But those – so remember, those two are contact sports and – there are rules governing contact like holding but there's so so much of the game and so much of what we know about the game and, and enjoy about the game as observers depends on there being a certain level of allowable gamesmanship and breaking of those rules yes. like if you went back and replay like I'm not a fan of slippery slope arguments for the most part. I think a lot of the time they're really stupid. But in football, the more things you start opening up to replay, you eventually reach a point where you have to say, no, no, we can't – like, holding can't be reviewable. Because otherwise, uh, if it is, we will discover officially (laughs) – that there is indeed holding on every single NFL play that's ever occurred by yes. every offensive lineman that has ever yes. played a snap in the NFL. Uh, everyone holds all the fucking time, um, and I don't like. I, I don't. I don't know that I. I want the. I don't. I don't want to be on the side of replays ruining the game. It's going to make every game six hours long. Those people are still going to watch football. I guarantee yeah. it. But you know, you reach a certain point where you have to remember. Oh, that's right. We are we are doing this for entertainment purposes. And it's not like it's not a Supreme Court hearing. It's a football game. Um so so like that and then fouls and basketball, you know, the right to space is the fundamental tenet of the game. Like as an offensive player, you have your space while you have the ball, and a defender can't come invade that space and foul you but as a defender, you have the right to your space that you're in, and so James Harden can't give you a full arm bar to, you know, to open up space for him yeah. to shoot a three, except he gets away with it all the time. Yeah. Because there's an element of this to which like we have to make the entertainment product entertaining. And it's not entertaining if you if these guys don't get to get away with some some gamesmanship and some breaking of the rules
1: yeah and i I think that that interpretive aspect and the letting things go you know let letting uh letting them go at it, letting boys be boys wh- whatever you want to say that's that's uh an issue with with instant replay because all of a sudden you get to these crunch times which are <sighs> every play ultimately matters the same amount, I think. Um, and, uh, so the fact that in the last two minutes, they all of a sudden matter more as I think kind of a bad principle. If you throw a touchdown pass in the first 30 seconds, it, it counts the same as, uh, you know, throwing a touchdown pass in the last 30 seconds, it first or last, it shouldn't matter.
0: Well, ex- so the difference is that a touchdown pass in the last 30 seconds has a disproportion. This is so. This is a thing that came up a lot with the Saints pass interference call. Like the fact that it was happening so late in the game, that means there's less time after the fact for other events to minimize the impact of that touchdown or that call or that missed call. So, like, I, I do, I actually do have some sympathy for the argument that things that happen late in the game have more have an outsized impact on the ultimate result of the game, Um, which leads me to something that I think is good. And I would be interested in how you feel about it. Both of you, which is the NBA's last two minute report Mm -hmm. where they don't necessarily, you know, there's not quite so much, slow-mo replay and airing out of the refs like on NBA broadcasts, I don't perceive. But and the like the NBA officials group puts out reports on missed calls in the last two minutes. I think that's a like as a fan who's observing the game and like wants to understand it better, like I think that's a great thing.
1: I think from a fan who doesn't have a horse in the, the race of that particular game, it's very good. I think on the whole, it's good. But I mean, Max, if if the Celtics got hosed and you saw the two minute report and it said, yeah, the Celtics were hosed here, I mean, how are you how are you responding to that?
2: Yeah, I mean I think I think it's a good thing. I think they'd be I think I'd be glad that they at least I mean, like Sean said, it's an entertainment product and I, I'd be happy at least that they own it so they wouldn't make mistakes like that again right yeah i don't personally i don't buy the argument that w- the admission of
0: guilt or the admission of we fucked it up makes it worse like you're
2: already no. you're you're furious about the thing and, and you're gonna be like, one side's gonna be mad anyway like you yeah, said it, so it yeah like, one side has to be mad you, you know you're gonna be mad regardless if your team gets hosed you're gonna be mad for a while but i'd rather them be like yeah we we messed up
1: yeah yeah i i think that's i think that's right i just think it will it might and it doesn't bother me as much but it will inflame some fan bases and and they can say i mean they could they could go the the route of the saints where they they try to sue for 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 a change i'm just saying look, like this but if you're consistent you know i mean i don't look, know
0: what, i i've 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 taken to saying this to a lot of people recently. It it's something that I've I've learned over the course of my life. Sports fandom is irrational lunacy. It's yes. completely insane. Like de- devoting your your energy and your mental resources or your financial and legal resources to a, a sports team is one of the craziest things you can possibly do as a human yeah. being alive any time in history uh it, it's only ever going to end in anger for you um but like <laughs> the people uh, the people of new orleans who sue who like tried to sue the nfl in federal court to force roger goodell to overturn the call or to replay the game like those people can go tuck themselves um yeah. It just—it's insane, like it's nuts, and, and it's a waste of everyone's time. It's like there are there are things that we actually need the the court system for. It's not that. Um, I will say, I, I did I did enjoy the the billboards that were put up in Atlanta where the Super Bowl was. Uh, just like I I do enjoy the ritual of uh, mocking the Falcons every year for. Uh, choking away a 28-3 fourth quarter lead in the Super Bowl um, in in a game that I really, I wanted the sinkhole to win. Um, Mm -hmm. But I also then appreciated the other side of that, which is uh, the Falcons putting together like a Game of Thrones opening credits style video to reveal their schedule. And when it got to week 10, the Thanksgiving game against the Saints, uh, they had... A saxophone player walking outside of the stadium and then an actual Ram came and bowled the you know, bowled the man over, oh, and then a ref good. came over, looked at it, and then did the incomplete pass sign. <laughs> like I it was creative. It it pissed me off a little bit, and then I was like, oh no, 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 that's that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And we
2: wouldn't have um, had
1: that without pass interference not being reviewable. Yeah. I, I Yeah. I mean, I guess the the last thing that I was gonna ask of of you two in this is um, in football, American football, and basketball, and tennis to to a, mm, a certain extent, but maybe not so much. Uh, you have plays uh, or or possessions, and they happen, and there's kind of like a then you switch you switch possession or a new play happens. With something like the uh, the soccer situation that we discussed, and maybe tennis on a on a rally, uh, you have play continuing, but there might be something that that happened that should have stopped play or should have been over. There was offsides. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that is is ultimately a going to be an issue as as more instant replay is brought in, where you have it's one thing where there's a ball goes out of bounds. You have to figure out who it went off out of bounds off of. That was the end of a player possession, I should say. Um, but when you have something where the game continues on, but there's kind of like that potential for a challenge, is that, um, I see that as the most difficult instant replay situation. Oh, I mean, yeah. that And hockey to an extent. I think that that may be in hockey as well. So I I think that hockey and soccer both
0: do a thing that I really really love which is the delayed foul call. Yeah, also known as the advantage rule. Yeah. Um and, and basically it's it's a referee assessing in real time, yes, I understand that a rule has a rule of the game has been broken and so play has is supposed to be stopped. But really what we're trying to do when we enforce this rule is to prevent the team that is breaking the rule from gaining an advantage yes. by yes. breaking the rule. It's it's why pass interference is such a problem in the NFL right now, is mm-hmm. that there's a certain extent to which it's always an advantage to interfere rather than potentially give up a long touchdown catch. Yeah. But in soccer, you know, if if I'm if I pick your pocket And I'm going on a breakaway and you reach out and foul me, but it doesn't knock me down. And I'm still going with the ball. The referee Mm -hmm. has discretion to say, I'm not going to call that. I'm not going to call that as a foul unless the team with the ball, the team that was fouled, loses their advantage somehow. And so I would really, I think I would like to see a way in which that was applied more
1: across more sports. I don't know how you can do it in baseball. So I don't think you can do it in baseball, but in basketball, I would say that there's the continuation when you get fouled. Um, Ooh, see, here's the thing. I the continuation rule is really
0: dumb to me because the continuation rule allows you to turn any foul into a shooting foul. So that gives a wild well, that gives a wild advantage
1: to the offensive team. They do it in the NBA, and sometimes it's, it can get too much. But as far as how you implement the advantage, that's an example. In the NFL, there's the whole thing where uh, usually Aaron Rodgers draws someone offsides and then throws a bomb towards the end zone. And sometimes it works, but there is an advantage being played because right. there is no negative impact in them, except getting hit in the mouth by, <laughs> by uh, a defensive lineman who's jumped. Uh, so, yeah, I think that the advantage is good. You just – I don't know if you're going to be able to – it's it's hard. I mean, certainly not in baseball. Um, but, and having to run a play called by Mike McCarthy. Yeah, well, he doesn't have to oh, do yeah. anymore. He can <laughs> he can be 5 and 11 on his own this year. Oh god. Wow. That was I'm looking was forward cold. to that. Um, all right. So, I think I've
0: exhausted all of my thoughts. I think you maybe have two Pierce Max anything else you want to chip in before we move on?
2: No, I I don't, the I right don't know where uh, yeah, I, I don't know where you draw the line. Um, Just pay attention. Maybe there should be a maximum. Well, no, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's a tough one, but keeping in mind entertainment and if you, keeping the flow of the game is, is important.
0: If you think the refs are so bad, quit your job and go train to be an official.
1: Yeah, you don't want those problems. <laughs> Uh, all right, if you've got thoughts about
0: VAR, instant replay, refereeing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, titles, titles, titles. Uh, come find us on Facebook or Twitter at PrettyOKPod okay and let us know what you think. We will move on now, as we do every week, to Pierce is Sorry. And uh, what is on the apology docket today?
1: Um. So I think that sharing knowledge with people... Uh, that they need is usually a helpful practice. Um, But sometimes people are really excited about something and you're in a position where you can either rain on their parade or let them be misinformed about something they're, they're really excited about. So, so this week I am apologizing for raining on someone's parade, but you'll understand why I, Kind of felt like I had to do it. But I'm still sorry for for sort of taking away their joy. Um, I was at a dinner some number of weeks ago with uh, leadership at my work. And there was a, a gentleman who's probably, I don't know, probably 50, late 40s, somewhere in there. And he was talking about Massive Attack. And he was really excited to go to a Massive Attack concert at the Anthem. He talked about how he had got tickets a long time ago, and I think they they sold out. And he got the fancy, the ones where you actually sit down at the Anthem, which is weird because those are super expensive. But I get the sense this is exactly what the Anthem is for. People who don't normally go to concerts but want to see something that they have really good memories about so also it's the massive attack uh mezzanine anniversary concert and they have kim i think it's kim fraser but uh the Cactus twins uh singer who's who's gonna be performing oh, neat. so i perked up when you started talking about this for one that's a cool concert to go to but also i knew that they had had to postpone their u.s dates until the fall because one of them was sick So I'm sitting there as we're at this dinner with like 20 people or so, and he's sitting across the table from me. And I'm kind of sitting on my hands wondering, do I tell him that the concert is postponed or not? Because it was supposed to be that week, and he didn't seem to know that. So I ended up telling him, hey, the concert has been postponed till the fall, and he was crestfallen. And of course he was, but the dilemma I dealt with, which is... He's going to think he's going to go to this concert. He's going to take an Uber or whatever and go to dinner at, in near the wharf. And then there's going to be no concert because the only reason I knew about it is because I happen to go on Pitchfork like every day and see this stuff written up. There was no other way. He wasn't going to get an email or anything like that, to the best of my knowledge. So he wouldn't have known. But also now he has to wonder, OK, when am I actually going to see them? Is it going to work out? Uh, it, you know, what do I do if I've gotten a babysitter already? So it it was really there was no good way to, to do it, and I went the way of, of knowledge. So I apologize for making this guy crestfallen.
0: So to be clear, your apology is not for going on pitchfork every day.
1: No. Okay, uh, I mean it was
0: vi- is very useful there. Very good. Uh, all right. Uh, we will close the show as we do with a big idea from pop culture. and uh, I have something from the world of the internet. Uh, GQ uh, published an article uh, this week on, I believe on Friday uh, about the nudie suit. And uh, for, for those that are unfamiliar, they are these uh, kind of wide lapeled, uh, extravagantly decorated kind of rhinestoned suits uh, that were were very commonly worn by uh, country stars like Graham Parsons and like Elvis, like late period Elvis, the Elvis ah, that yes. you think of, like that's a nudie suit. And so Nudie Cohen, Nudy Cone, excuse me, um, was a, a Ukrainian immigrant who who started like making these ridiculous embroidered suits for for country singers, uh, and now his. Uh, his family is carrying on the legacy. They have a honky-tonk in Nashville called Nudies. Uh, but now, uh, now, nudie suits are being worn uh, by Jenny Lewis, which I think is great, uh, and Post Malone, which I think is terrible and a sign of the That's impending great. doom of the universe. Um, and, and so, I, you know, I've seen – I have a Flying Burrito Brothers record that – my, my brother gave me for Christmas one year and Graham Parsons is on the cover wearing a a nudie suit. And so I was really intrigued to read, uh, to read a little more about this. So, I, you know, it's, it's neat. It's interesting to see how that, that garment like hasn't gone away. And now that there are other designers that are kind of making, you know, homages, uh, so we'll, we'll link to that in the, uh, in the show notes. Um, so, uh, GQ's piece on the nudie suit.
1: <clears throat> and- I think that uh, I think that the uh, the 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 really the the archetype for that is is what is dead may never die. Um, that's that's basically how nudie suits work. Like, they just they you know like those are dead. nope they're never going to die. The, the, <laughs> those those will never go away. Yep. And I wish. I just wish that.
0: Post Malone would go away. Oh um, you know, It's it's how I feel. Whatever. Uh, that is the end of the show. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at Pretty OK Pod or at our home on the web, ww.prettyokpod.com. You can subscribe to the feed of our show so you never miss an episode. Episodes will show up on your device of choice every Tuesday. Uh, we're on apple podcasts spotify most other places that you get your podcasts uh, if you do that please do us a favor leave a rating review comment that sort of thing or tell a friend about the show we would love to share what we're doing with them as well we will be back again next week as always to talk about something else until then i'm sean
1: i'm pierce i'm max thanks for listening Bye.